I want to welcome Agile XRM to the podcast. I've known the people at Agile XRM for the past 12 years. I've seen how their business process management tool can add massive value to complex organizational processes in sectors such as finance and government. If you have complex processes or a need for dialogues on the Power Platform or Dynamics 365, take a look at how this BPM tool can add value. You can find them at agilexrm.com or check out the show notes for more details. Welcome to the MVP Show. My intention is that you listen to the stories of these MVP guests and are inspired to become an MVP and bring value to the world through your skills. If you have not checked it out already, I do a YouTube series called How to Become an MVP. The link is in the show notes. With that, let's get on with the show. Today's guest is from Scotland. He works for Incremental Group. Well, he did as until yesterday. As Microsoft 365 consultant, he's currently in his first year as an MVP. He describes himself as an analytical problem solver. I like that. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at da- oh, is it DamoBird365 or his website, DamoBird365.com. I love the brand consistency there. Damien, uh, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks very much, Mark. Yeah, it's, it's DamoBird365. That's me. Um, well, I used to be called Damo back in the day of me playing cricket when I was a teenager. And uh, when I started looking for a brand, uh, I, I stuck Damien Bird into into Google and saw that there were loads of different results that came up. And I thought, what could I do differently? And uh, I went with DamoBird365. That seems to have stuck with me. So it's good. I like it. I like it. So tell us a bit about you as in, uh, you know, I know a bit about it, but naturally the, the, the audience wouldn't know so much about you. We've, we've uh, had chats over the last year or so. Tell us a bit about Scotland. Tell us a bit about family, life, what you do when you're not working, what you do to keep alive. Yeah, well, uh, I, I've lived in Scotland for most of my life. I consider myself Scottish these days. Um, and uh, my brothers are Scottish. I've got two two uh, tall brothers as well. We're both, or all, let's say both, all three of us are over six foot, and uh, yeah, big, big lads. And uh, I have a family, a wife, three kids, um, three kids that I've I've sort of uh, looked after since they were babies. My my wife went back to work right from uh, sort of six months, and I did the sort of role role reversal and. Uh, I looked after the kids and did the uh, classes and, and was the sort of dad that was at the lessons with all the mums and uh, that that was my that was my life and I kind of I kept my job going I worked part time work remotely and the last sort of eighteen months career wise is me being sort of getting a chance to see what's what's possible what I'm capable of doing. Um, so the things that I kind of like doing, I, I'm definitely a sporty person. I'd always been into uh, cricket or squash or football um, and uh, then cycling and running. Uh, and that's, that's that's where things kind of went wrong for me just uh, two years ago when I was out on my bike, uh, just a normal night, and I woke up on the road having had what was now suspected as a cardiac arrest 
Um, yeah, so <laughs> it came as a bit of a surprise, to be honest, when you think you're in peak peak health. Yeah. So, so what's that journey been for you in in the last eighteen months? As in, um, you know, what was the outcome of that? Yeah, so I had been incredibly busy at work. Um, I've worked for the council, or I had worked for the council for 18 years, and I I was pretty pretty shattered. I was doing a a rollout for Teams and SharePoint, and because of the lockdown, I'd done something like 15 days on the trot. I was migrating data and getting everyone onto Teams and onto SharePoint and fielding all the questions and dealing with our director and chief technical officer and you know there was a lot on my shoulders and uh the wife came home from work and i said look i'm just going to go out for a little cycle and had this event and then i spent three weeks kind of soul searching in hospital it was locked down obviously i couldn't get out of hospital um i couldn't see the kids couldn't see the the, the missus and when i finally got a um diagnosis i was in complete denial i was like this cannot be me and I spent three months probably like moping about and just thinking, <laughs> you know, why has this happened to me? Or what, what, what am I going to do next sort of thing? Um, and then realized that I could either just sit about and <laughs> feel miserable or or look for something to do. Um, you know, sport was off the cards. I've been told categorically you cannot continue to do exercise because you've had a lucky escape. You've got a you know, a rare heart disease, um, but you need to look after what you've got. Um, and then I suppose I started looking a bit more at uh, the Power Platform and then realized that I really enjoyed this stuff. And it was, uh, and I still had my, in some ways, a bit of competition as well, because on the, on the forum, you know, you get these challenges and I'm like, yes, this is a really good challenge. This, this is a meaty one. I want to get in there and solve this. Um and, and so that's kind of where it started with with the forum and with the MVP journey was me. I'd, I had actually spoken to a recruitment consultant and they'd said to me, you know, tell tell me or show me the work you've been doing. And I was like, well, I can't, I can't, I can't really because, you know, it's sort of hidden behind the scenes at, at work. And he said, well, can you not put together a blog or a YouTube? And I thought, I'll, I'll give this a go. Yeah. Um and then here we are. <laughs> it's just it's just kind of happened. I don't know how. I I hope the listeners just picked up what you said there, right? Is that I find in the in the global marketplace that we now work in that there's a separate there's there's a need to make sure that you around your career are branding publicly, right? A, a, a adding value, contributing to the wider um, community. And it was interesting that recruiter said, you know, of course you can't reveal company secrets and company data and stuff like that, but hey, you can do a lot of blogging or YouTubing around solving problems that people might come across that, of course, never reveals who your employer is or anything like that um, or who the client is you're working for. So I love that they gave you that advice because that that was smart advice. Yeah, I, I, I do uh, agree that for me it was – it kind of woke me up and it made me realize that uh, if I started putting together this content, first of all, I'd be able to see 
<laughs> am I capable of doing of doing these things? You know, and it, it grew my confidence. And then I began to engage with people online, and 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 then people came forward and started thanking me, and then stopped challenging me with new, new ideas, and and it, and it just kept growing and growing. And uh, I mean, now pretty much every day of the week, someone has contacted me. I, I was speaking to a guy in the NHS today who's just called me at the end of the day and just said see one of your videos i don't suppose you could help me sort of take it to the next level for my solution it's like yeah sure i'll just have a quick chat and we just fire up teams <laughs> that is so so cool so tell us about um what you've seen worked well or what's worked well um from a what you're putting out there are you finding are you getting the best engagement in the Microsoft forums or is it Twitter or is it your YouTube or your blog? Where, wh- First of all, give us some stats around what you're doing in these spaces. How's, how's your blog? Your, is, is your YouTube channel your primary? Yeah, I think YouTube has become my favorite um, so far. I, I started off with the blog and I actually started off with like an old domain that I had and thought, you know, this isn't going to take off. And then I had to quickly go and buy the domain for DemoBird365 and start moving across my articles. And I really regret not having that domain at the beginning because there are lots of links on the forum to my old uh, domain that, that don't forward. And again, it's not, yeah, it's on the to-do to sort of um, set up an auto-forward, but I, it's just so much that's happening. Uh, so the blog was where I started. And... Uh, then I moved on to the the YouTube, but in parallel, I've still got the forum stuff. And I had a crazy month in the forum, actually, um, when I first started. Because again, I thought, you know, see how this goes and you solve your first problem. You're like, yeah, I can, I can, I can solve people's problems. And then you get like 15 in a month and you think, oh, yes, I got 15. You know, that's, that's amazing. Uh, and then. I set myself a target of a hundred. I thought this would be totally wow, in a month. crazy. Well, that's what I thought. I thought this would be totally crazy. I'll try and get a hundred. And do you know what happened? I, I I was firing on on this sort of personal challenge I set myself. And then I got lo- I got locked out of the forum <laughs> because Microsoft had done like an upgrade, and they you had to accept the uh, app for the forum in order to you know when you when you signed in next time round, and and I couldn't because I was using I think my, my corporate account and they blocked that uh, that sign in. So I was desperately pleading to uh, like John Levesque and and others and please can you get me back on and. I got on after a few days and I hit 153 solutions in the month. <laughs> it, was just, it was just mental. I just kept going and going and going. Um, and yeah, my, my, my family didn't see much of me that month. But uh, after that, I calmed down and sort of I do sort of 30, 50, so yeah, something, something like that, something like that, a month. I'm not quite, uh, yeah, I've not hit 500 yet, but I'm close to it. I'm about 450 or something now, I think. Um, but then my YouTube is, is what I'm really enjoying because I get the most engagement. Uh, you know, a lot of people contact me now through the YouTube and I can see the figures just rising. Uh, and like, you've got to get, say, 4,000 hours to uh, sort of make it, yeah, in the year. Um, I- I'm getting almost 2,000 hours a month now. <laughs> and it's just... It's crazy, and you just you just see it. It just start picking up, and people start engaging and, ch- and like posting comments, and and I love again. You get more challenges, and and people reaching out to you and saying, "How would I do this?" and "How would I do that?" You know, it's just 
And it creates a cycle, right? A cycle of you've always got content to talk about because there's always new, fresh ideas. People have different challenges, different scenarios that you can address. So this is so good. So you mentioned at the start that you were working for council and for our American folks that might be listening, that's kind of like a local body or local government authority that's responsible for maintaining the city or the or the 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 parish or the or the district um that you might be in. So you obviously are not with there now. Tell us about what what was the transition because you know when we chatted back um I don't know it might have been a year ago now you were in council still and wondering whether you should stay in council and um tell me about what's happened between now and then so it was it was a big fear for me you know I I had only ever known the council and uh, I suppose if you look at my family as well my dad was in he he worked for the council for his lifetime and that was a secure job and you don't want to go anywhere else you know you've got a job for life and i was big time scared of of moving away from public sector because you know they gave me that security and good good holidays and pension and all those sort of things um and then you just start doubting yourself you know can, can i work in private sector am i good enough um and and that's where some of the confidence came from doing these forum posts is that actually the people that are interacting with me were not necessarily working in public sector. <laughs> they were, you know, from all walks of life um, and at all levels as well. You were interacting with with uh, people throughout organizations with different ideas and problems to solve and, and able to present them to them and, and help them understand and, and come up with solutions. So with the council, it was definitely a confidence thing about leaving. Um and I was kind of amazed by the again the community when I when I reached out to people yourself and others that that took half an hour of their time and spoke to me and said you know what you're fearful of you, don't, you know what's the worst that could happen and and put things into into context for me and and made me think and then you know I had a chat with the missus and it, it was just like I think I think I'm going to go for it I think I'm going to you know go for an interview see what happens and. Uh, I got off the job. I couldn't believe it. You know, I was so excited. Um, and then when I left, I thought I would sort of feel regret and what have I done? You know, and the, the, the sort of few days building up to this, this, uh, you know, handing over my badge and everything. And actually I just feel it was like the best thing I've done it. It was it was like a whole new chapter for me. Just a chance to go and do something different and prove myself. And I've really enjoyed that change. Really enjoyed it. What did your colleagues say? That back at the council one the day. Like I, I've been encouraged by my close peers. I think the thing that I found really quite difficult and frustrating uh, working for a council, and everyone will say, "Oh, working for a council, all the bureaucracy and paper and blah." blah. Yeah, I mean that that's it's totally valid and I I tried to fight my corner and tried to get the 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 team around me to adopt the new technology and and try try different things but it just wasn't happening and I I kept we had a quite a quick turnover as well of um chief officers several over um sort of 3 years and they all kept coming in with their own ideas and then they quickly left again and I thought things are just never going to change, and I'm just going to miss. I'm going to miss out if I stay here. So my really close colleagues that were kind of you know, feeling the same, 
they were they were encouraging me you know say just go for it you know some of them had even worked in in private sector themselves and they're like you you won't look back you you know at the end of the day you're just another person and they were right and you know it, it was part of that bigger picture me getting advice from all these different people um and then just having the confidence to to jump <laughs> yeah so good what's your what's your number one tool that you use in your job these days um or one might be too refined and i'm not talking about anything that microsoft provide in their suite of products i'm talking about what are the other things that you find yourself using often to do what you do <laughs> it's a challenging one that one um beyond the microsoft tools god i can't i mean one of my sort of uh new favorite tools is the the Camtasia app uh, for video ed- editing? Um, I was using the oh, what was it? Oh, um, OBS. I was using OBS for doing like video recording. Wow. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I thought I thought that in itself was amazing, but uh, my my videos were quite plain as a result. And then you know you, you get uh, Camtasia for being an MVP and. Uh, I downloaded it and fired it up and thought, let's give this a go. And again, it's like every day you learn something new, not just necessarily on the Power Platform, but other technologies. And again, it's a massive rapid um, learning experience with this tool. But I love how you can just quickly add the little flashy flashy features to your film, uh, to, uh, to your, you know, your, your videos and stuff. And I've actually done a few training videos recently for a client um i obviously haven't had feedback yet but uh, but it, it felt good it felt like wow i mean i'm not producing amazing video content i know that i know i've got a lot to learn there but i feel like i'm just gradually getting better um and i i enjoy that i enjoy that i feel that you know things are, are improving um, i'm learning still so. that's cool that's cool i like it i like it well it's been great talking to you any advice you want to share before we wrap up um, for maybe other people considering is becoming an MVP something that's right for them, their career? Um, and probably more about kind of what's the effort involved, you know, because it's not just doing one or two things or I want it really badly so I'm going to do something and then I'm not going to do it after I become an MVP, that type of thing. How, what, what's your advice? Yeah, I mean, becoming an MVP for me, I kind of, I, I almost like stumbled into this opportunity because, you know, I I was set that challenge by this recruiter um, and I started putting together the content. And what happened for me was I, I discovered a world that I didn't know existed, um, discovered a community of people that again, I didn't, I didn't know that existed. I thought that I worked in a council and I came home at the end of the day and I went to my family and that was it. But I've discovered a, a massive group of people now across the world, a massive group of people beyond that community, that close community that that want to share with me and challenge me and uh, interact with me. And and I absolutely love that. That's the thing for me that, that I found um, and uh, thoroughly enjoy. So for me, the, the first hurdle is like, can, can I do this? And you'll be surprised, I think, if you give this a go, the amount of people that will be grateful at, at any level, whatever content level you're producing at, 
there will be someone out there that will appreciate what you've done, even if it's that one person. And by doing that sort of um, content for others, you're going to improve your own skills, and you're going to you're definitely going to help help others. You're going to speak with others. I've spoken to people in different countries, different languages. You know, on the forum, I use Google Translate for some of the posts that that don't get uh, answered to. Uh, it's it is a lot of work. It is evenings. It's like you know, but I I enjoy it. I enjoy that interaction with folk. Um, and it's far better than sort of sitting on Facebook at night or, you know, just twiddling your thumbs. You're doing something productive with your life and you're learning a new trade and you're inevitably getting much better at it as a result, accelerating that development by challenging yourself constantly, exposed to so much more technology by, by doing it through the community rather than just day-to-day work. Hey, thanks for listening. I'm your host, business application MVP, Mark Smith, otherwise known as the NZ365 guy. If you like the show and want to be a supporter, check out buymeacoffee.com forward slash NZ365 guy. Thanks again and see you next time.